Hello, everybody, and welcome to Infendo Radio. Um, this is a super secret, special secret episode just for our $100 patrons. If you are listening to this episode and have not given us $100 recently, please stop right now. That is highly illegal. Thief! Um, Thief! We're, we're here to talk about Monster Hunter Rise. Um, and by we, I mean the only two of us who have any interest in the Monster Hunter series at all. That is myself and my co-host and friend Steve who exists and will now say something about how he exists. Damn it, you messed me up. I was going to do my Justin impression. You suck. You ruined it. Well, I mean, he's not here to hear it, so if it's you want to still want to do it. <laughs> nah, I'm good. The moment has passed. It's gone. It's done. It's over with. Well, the moment kind of the like moment our that lives. has not passed is Monster Hunter Rise. Yes. This game came out um, for us, it came out Friday morning at uh, let's let's call it like about 10 a.m. between yeah. the two of us. We're um, recording that's when we started playing it on Sunday afternoon at roughly 3:20 Eastern time. Yep. Wow. Eastern time. That is 1:20 Mountain time in the spirit of solidarity. <laughs> um, so we've we've had the game for a little over 48 hours. How many hours have you put into it, Lucas? Do you know? 24 hours. <laughs> so half of your 48 hours has been that half I'm... of my life. Half of I'm... my life since I got the game has been devoted to playing. I the may game. or may not be stalling, so I can get you my actual time. I think I was at 16 hours when I booted up this morning. So, um, so Steve and I got together um, Friday morning. We both took the day off from work because we are dedicated to this game more than we are to our lives. And uh, we decided oh, we were going we to play. You want to talk dedicated yes. to the game? Let me tell the story of what I had to do to get this weekend off. Oh, I God, took yeah, a, I took a <laughs> second on-call the first week in February, knowing that that would give me two on-calls, which is a full seven days of pure bliss, taking all the after-hours calls, just so I could schedule this particular four-day weekend for this weekend. So I could then spend, in three days, where's my time, 20 hours and 52 minutes. <laughs> So needless to say, we put a lot of time into it. Um, I literally, I literally woke up, messaged Steve. We jumped on a call. He was running around. You spent probably the first like three hours of our Friday running around trying to find the Monster uh, Hunter Amiibo that you had already pre-ordered and no, a pro I was, controller. I was trying to find the pro controller. I knew I had the Amiibo. It was the pro controller I was trying to find. Yeah, but you also didn't get the Amiibo that day. No, but what I did get was a pro controller off of Amazon. Um, was it Slacker and um, EP Nothead EP. that I owe you thanks for? So Slacker put out the notification that Amazon had it live. EP saw that I didn't saw the message because I was offline, so he calls me on the telephone, which he doesn't do. He's not a phone person. And he's like, did you see Slacker's message? No, what's up? I have it in my card in Amazon. Do you want me to hit buy? I'm like... So I got into my card, I put it in, I got one. It'll be here tomorrow by 10 p.m., which so is yes, slacker, no more money. Which is <laughs> yesterday, as of when this may or may not air, we don't know yet. Um. So yeah, I I similarly changed massive aspects of my life for this game. Um, I spent Friday night at my parents' house and stayed the night, mm -hmm. um, just so Steve and I could stay up late and play the game all night long, which we did until 4 a.m. It was worth um, it. 
I didn't even want to stop then, dude. Like, just this whole... I didn't, but I knew I needed to sleep, and we had Mm -hmm. stuff to do on Saturday. Um, so, so I guess let's start by kind of comparing where we are, right? Um, because I've gotten a little bit farther in online, you've gotten a little yes. bit farther in single player, but, uh, you know, we've, we've, we've sunk a, a full day of our lives into this game. Where are we? How much progress have we made? Okay, so I am on my village quest, and I'm playing this, for those of you listeners of Infendo, I am playing this the same way I played Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. I'm doing all the quests. So just because I do the urgent to get to the next rank in the village quests, I'm still going back and completing all the quests available to me. Um, I just unlocked the HR4 village quests, and I believe I'm HR2 in the hub. I am not doing what Steve is doing. I am picking random quests that I like the look of, and I am doing them. Um, I'm HR2... I think maybe HR three in offline, um, and I'm HR. Th- oh yeah, I'm HR three in offline, and I'm HR three in online. Because last night I did the uh, the urgent quest to, to, to rank up because I figured screw it, I mm-hmm. I want the challenge. So that's the thing that happened. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean it, it's it's a it's a considerably bulky game, which is good, right? That's what you expect from right. a monster hunter game. Like like we again, we've literally sunk about as much time as you need to complete the campaign in Breath of the Wild into this game. And we're days. at low rank. Yeah. We're, and we're at low rank. Yeah. So, like, yeah. So, um, so, so I guess we just kind of jump right into the, the, the hot-button topic of the, of the show, which is, what do we think, right? Because neither, neither one of us played Monster Hunter World. Right. Um, so we're kind of coming into this game a game behind, where, mm-hmm. where, like, our last game was Generations Ultimate. Um, this game is a little more Monster Hunter World than, um, than Generations Ultimate, but it's also a little bit more Generations Ultimate than Monster Hunter World. Right. If that makes, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, so, ca- like, it kind of ba- brings the best of the two games together. Um, yeah. I'm a fan, so full disclosure, and I, I was genuinely worried about this game. Because I know when, you were. Our first couple hunts, you were like, oh, I hope I can get into this. Well, yeah, and when you and I did... This, okay, so when we did the demo, we couldn't even... We, we couldn't survive Mizutsune, a monster that mm-hmm. we'd fought a million times. Like, I don't even yeah. know how many Mizutsune. And we... I Didn't we do Deviant Mizutsune all the way to level 10 or whatever the highest level was in the last oh, game? Oh, dude, we, we rocked those Deviants. I wish those were bad, because that was Right? <laughs> so we've put a fair amount of time and we could not take down Mizutsune in the demo. So I know you put a considerable amount of time into the demo. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, okay, we've played the demo. I'm good. I'm sold. I know I'm getting this game. It's not a question. I don't need to play the demo anymore. So we did our first gathering quest, as it were, and we came up against an Arzuros that whooped our butts and i'm thinking we did um it was it it was the it was the expedition quest yeah um, to the first area in the game the shrine ruins and we fought arzuros um i died four times and you died two times during the hunt it was our first hunt in the game yeah and
I think that Arzeros was a little bit more powered because it was an expedition quest, and we were and very underpowered. Yeah. yeah, and we were yeah. underpowered because we're using like the very first armor you get in the game. So it probably yeah. wasn't a fair assessment of what we could actually do. Because once we started getting armor and getting weapons, the hunts started to get a little bit easier. That's not to say that these hunts are easy, but man, I am having fun. The one thing that you did in the demo for like 15 hours was learn how to use the wire bug. And thank mm. God for that, because you have taught me tricks <laughs> on how to traverse the lands. Dude, okay, let's talk about the wire bug then, because that's arguably the biggest new feature right. in Monster Hunter Rise, right? I love it so much. Um, the maps in this game, and again, you have to understand, those of you who are listening, um, we're coming off of Generations, right? right. We didn't play World. Well, Generations so I don't know Ultimate, how... let's Ultimate, make sure yeah. we're saying the no, right one at least. I don't know how how much world changed the map exploration, but this is like playing like a Breath of the Wild game with Monster Hunter, mm-hmm. right? Like like you see a mountain, you see a, a giant pyramid, you see a, a volcano, and you can go up it, you can go down it, you can yep. go inside of caves, you can go like like there are obviously like endpoints, right? There are there are spots that only monsters can get to. There are walls, there are invisible borders and stuff, all the usual Monster Hunter tropes. But maps in Monster Hunter always used to just be an excuse to get to a monster, right? You, you run to a spot, you fight the monster. The environment really didn't matter beyond, like, how big is it, how narrow is it, you know, like, like what's the fight going to be like? In this game, it's like I can, I can fight a monster, jump up on the roof of a building and slash the monster from below. I can I can like like duck into a cave to find cover. I, there's there's just I, I find myself like running on walls just to like dodge attacks and it's so cool. So I don't use the wire bug as much during combat. I've found that I have kind of a cool bind attack, but now mm-hmm. that I've really got a feel for my demon rush, so I'm playing dual blades. Um, Lucas plays whatever he feels like uh, you know, playing that hunt. But I, I've, I've, yeah. I play dual blades. I will probably try some other weapons later on in the game, but I've always been an up close and personal kind of battler. And now that I've figured out how the demon rush works and started to use some of the new techniques, I'm really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like, like Steve said, I, like, it's kind of become my thing in Monster Hunter now that I use almost every weapon, depending on the situation. Um, I, the only weapon I have never touched is Heavy Bowgun. I've used it, like, once. I don't like it. I like Light Bowgun. I like the bow. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the lance by itself, especially since, um, in Generations they had these hunting styles that you could do, right? There was Adept, which lets you, like, quick dodge attacks. There was Aerial, which lets you, like, jump up in the air and and focus on aerial attacks. Steve, you pretty much always played in standards. You really haven't lost that. Um, But but there were were different kinds. And they introduced a couple more in Generations Ultimate, which were kind of hit or miss. There was, like, Alchemy, where you could, like, merge things in a barrel and create explosions and stuff. Mm -hmm. Fun, but I never really got that into it. Um, But... um, I, I used to like specific weapons for specific styles. Like, I used to do Aerial Greatsword. Uh, now that that's gone, and the Greatsword is back to being, like, a slow, bulky weapon, 
I don't really have an interest in it. Um, right. I used to do the, the lance with um, Ariel, and you could like jump up in the air, stab, 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 and then fall to the ground kind of thing. Again, now that the lance is back to just being a regular lance, probably going to get a lot less use out of it. But yeah, I've used um, the, the Insect Glaive. is phenomenal. If you miss Ariel from Generations Ultimate, use an Insect Glaive. You can jump up in the air, shoot yourself across the map, get a second shot by pressing the A button, hit the monster, ricochet off of him, and then hit the, the um, attack button, Y, to, to slash the monster in midair. Like, there are so many options with that weapon. So um, I, I didn't realize how much I love the bow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the long sword is one that I've been using a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so another thing that's gone from Generations Ultimate is the Prowler. And that's something that mm-hmm. I started playing with towards the end of our yeah. playthrough there. And yeah. I don't know. Wh- I, I think what it was that attracted me to it was I didn't need to have pickaxes. I didn't need to have bug nets. I didn't have to have hot drinks or cold drinks or anything like that. Um, It was just a more simple way to play. You always saw the monster on the map. Right. It was easier to get armor because it only required scraps and not, like, full-on, like... You know what I mean? Like, all the monster parts. And... And when you were close to death, the, the, uh, the, the, what was his name? I, I keep wanting to say Palico. The Prowler. The, the Prowler. The Prowler had three hits, three yep. acorns, four if you ate for it. And, um, and, or I think there was actually a skill that gave you four. So you could, um, you could take a hit and lose your life. Hey, take a hit, lose a life, take a hit, lose a life. And then as long as you got back to the camp and slept, you wouldn't actually die. Which was so something I bred do... for. I had a, I had yeah. a, beast mode uh prowler it was actually a beast Mm -hmm. prowler it was new for that version of the game and i specifically bred it to have a move called furcaster which meant when i was in danger i could get the hell out of there it'd take me back to camp and as long as there was a bed in camp i could sleep and get all my acorns back really really simplified the game for me so that's another thing that i was worried about i had a lot of fear coming into this game as i'm noticing (laughs) but that's another thing i was worried about was i'm gonna have to learn to play as a hunter again Mm -hmm. and thankfully they've made some i'm gonna say quality of life changes although some people would say you know dumbing it down or something like that yo i I definitely (laughs) feel like it's quality of life change you don't need pickaxes. You don't need bug nets. Hot drinks. You don't need hot drinks, cold, cold drinks, drinks, anything like that. Stones. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you still need so, a whetstone, but it's unlimited. But and you don't have and it's never you, you don't have the option to not carry it. Right. It's just always there. Right. And um, it doesn't take so, up so, an inventory slot either. I want to talk about that too. And okay. and in low rank at least, you can see all the monsters on your map. Right. And there's a blue symbol over them when they're capable. So like everything is is extremely streamlined. Right. Um, you also have a fast travel that, option. Um if you're yeah. not in the middle of battle. If you are in you battle, still you still have casters. to use a farcaster, yeah. Yeah. Um so I, all of that plus the other the other thing that I marked down is like a simplicity thing. Um key quests. Now when you oh, do yeah. uh, this I don't hunts, like when you do hunts now, um, you don't have to. You know which quests are key quests, which honestly probably a good thing. But right. you only have to do a set number of them, so like three out of five or four out of six or whatever. Right. You don't have to do all the key quests for a thing in order to in order to unlock it. Um, all of that as a whole, the the new simplicity thing, I'm so mixed on, and I've mm-hmm. talked to you about this. I don't know how I feel 
because um on the one hand it's like i I, i'm a sucker for all of the little things that kind of made monster hunter feel like monster hunter right you know it's like auto crafting was another thing you made a comment about auto crafting auto crafting i'm very neutral because the thing i like about auto crafting is you can actually turn it on and off So, so if you want the auto crafting, which I found generally I do, you can have it on. You can also toggle it off for specific items and stuff. So if Mm -hmm. you don't want that, if you want to just collect items and ingredients, you can do that. Um, but there's a part of me that misses like prepping for a hunt and grabbing the cool drinks because we're going to the desert, you know? And then like you forgot your cool drinks and we have to split them and that like adds a level of challenge to the hunt, you know? Um, you, you you start to run low on whetstones and, and you don't know if you'll be able to sharpen your weapon anymore and you get into that dire like you're 50 minutes into the hunt the hunt's about to end and you're all out of whetstones so you better hope you take the monster down you know um not knowing right off the bat if the monster is going to be capable or not and having to having to look for limp and maybe you you deal too much damage and you knock the monster out you know um there's a part of me that really misses that stuff because it just added a layer of like complexity and like realism to the game. But I also find myself not missing it as much as I thought I would. Right. Right. Like, um, you know, okay, I've got whetstones fine. You know, not, a, not a huge deal that I have unlimited whetstones and I don't have to, to remember to bring them when I go on a hunt. Um, oh, I, I don't have to drink for heat or coal. You know, not a huge deal, because usually you just drink and that would be the end of it. Now I have an extra inventory slot to pack, like, a weapon that I like or, right. or you know, something like that. Um, so it's not, like, the end of the world for me, but there's that little bit of, like, old hunter in me that's nostalgic for, like, the old ways, you know? Mm-hmm. And and I, I think I've, I've complained about this in a few games that have come out, but... It just kind of seems like that's where we're going in general with games these days is, you know, we're doing a lot of quality of life improvements to make things kind of easier, more accessible to a wider audience, um, faster because we don't have as much time as we used to have. And I've, I've complained about that a bit with Pokemon, too, how now it seems like, you know, I mean, now you don't even have to breed for hidden abilities. No, in Pokemon. if you have you can, the DLC. You can just... Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can just you can just make the Pokemon. You can go. You can get a uh, ability patch, and you can get the hidden ability. You can you can uh, add all the IVs. You can add all the EVs. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it just kind of seems like games are going that route in general lately, where it's it's much more about like, okay, how do we hit the widest audience possible? And I don't I don't hate that, you know. But there's a part of me that kind of misses the complexity. Right. It's like you know, to, to back in the day, it felt like to play Monster Hunter. You had to really like it was like a fighting game, you know, where it's like well, to play look, a fighting game, you have many, to like memorize all the combos. Look and, at how know. long it took me to get into it. I I own yeah. Try on the Wii. Um, yeah. I tried the Monster Hunter Four demo, couldn't get into yeah. it. I wanted to like it because I heard all these good things about it. It wasn't it was until I really complex. met you and Mike that I actually started getting into it because I had a pair of mentors that could yeah. teach me. Yeah, so so I guess in that way, it's a good thing that it's more accessible, right? It makes mm-hmm. it easier for people like you and I to get in. I didn't like my first Monster Hunter. It's not a game that you get into right off the bat. But there it's was not a game that, that you generally get into alone either. Call it call it gatekeeping. You know, I don't I don't really know what it is, but there was there was something about that that feeling when you cleared like 60 hours and you finally started to understand all the things you were doing Mm -hmm. (laughs) like like it was like it was like wow yeah no like this is a this is a game that i've like earned passage into playing you know right 
And now I, I think you could probably understand how to play Monster Hunter in like five hours. You know, it's like it, it, a lot of those barriers to entry are gone for better or worse. And again, I don't have really a strong stance one way or the other on right. it. It's just kind of, you know, it's just kind of a thing that I'm experiencing. You know? There's so a like, lot there's a part of, of me that reading, though. part of me that likes it. Like in the beginning oh, yeah. of well, the game, there's a lot of tutorials. And for, you know, for us where we've played it. Or I I played another iteration. It was, I'm not even talking the yeah. story. I'm talking about oh the tutorials. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're they're rough. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to read them. I'd rather just figure it out. And if I can't, Google it. Yeah, that's pretty much where I've been too. Um, I've skipped through a lot of stuff. I also um, the game is beautiful, right? The game looks fantastic. That was a that was a big change in world, making it more cinematic, having actual voice acting. Um, kind of a fun like side note on that. Like I, I've been you know studying Japanese for like five months mm-hmm. now, and I've got my game in Japanese, and I can actually like pick up on like words that like my character right. is saying, you know, or like like the guild lady will will say like you know good luck when I when I take a hunt. And I'm like I know that that means good luck, you know, like that's that's fun. But, so um, speaking but that's, of it that's looking nice, thing. have you uh, booted up Generations since we started playing Rise? I I haven't. I haven't booted up Generations, and I also haven't booted up Rise on the TV. I've been playing purely in hand. I've but, heard, uh, and I haven't done it yet, so maybe I'll do that by the time we record Infendo this week. I've heard it's pretty brutal going back to uh, Generations oh, Ultimate. Well, Generations Ultimate was a, an up 3DS mm-hmm. game on the Switch. Like, yeah, no, it's going to be rough, dude. Like, the textures were really rocky. You remember, that was why Eugene said that was one of the reasons he gave for why he never played mm-hmm. um, Monster Hunter, was he said it, it didn't look good. It didn't look as good as Phantom Hourglass, remember? That <laughs> yeah. Was the oh my gosh, that was the origin of that lore, that's right. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, uh, but but yeah, no, like, the game looks really pretty. I, I pretty much skip the story, just like I do every time I play a, a Monster Hunter game. The only story that ever got me was my first Monster Hunter. Um... There was something about Try and, you know, experiencing the, the, the island country that you lived on and the Legiacris attacking the, the town, then finding out it wasn't Legiacris, it was Kaedis that was attacking the town and having to go take down Kaedis by swimming underwater. Hmm. Like, that was that was cool. That that was my Monster Hunter story. Ever since then, I've kind of just, like, you know, A-A-A-A-A-A-A skipped through the entire story because I don't really need it, you know? That's not what I, why I play Monster Hunter. I play Monster Hunter to go on hunts, play with you, challenge myself, right. you know? So, um, yeah, I was going to say, I want to talk about the uh, buddies. Um, okay. So, the Palicos. Now, again, I'm coming from a little bit of a different background on this one. Because um, you used to be a Palico. <laughs> right. They were so customizable. You could crossbreed yeah. um, mm-hmm. traits. You could crossbreed moves, hence how I had a yeah. far a beast uh, Palico that could forecast. Um, yeah. They're not nearly as customizable anymore. Which I'm... Yeah, no, and they're... I don't know how I feel about that yet. Believe it or not, they're more customizable than they were a couple generations ago. Like, back in Monster Hunter Tri, um, you didn't have Palicos in that game. You had, I, I forget what they were called, but there were two little dudes, Chacha and Kayamba, and they were your, your hunting buddies. Okay. And, um... It was very simplistic. Like, there were some things you could do to change their skills, but they just kind of sat around and they, they hunted with you, you know, as little little sidekicks. Um, 
the Palico customization, and I kind of want to piggyback off this and talk about kin sex in a sec. So let's 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 do this together. Okay. But the Palico customization has definitely gotten simpler. It's also all based on experience now. Right. So instead of like having Palicos learn specific moves after through, like, taking you know, specific just, like, down monsters. Or, or or through birth and then you have to tutor one move right. onto another it's all kind of just like oh your your support pelico leveled up now it can lay traps you know that kind of thing yep. um the kinsect similarly has kind of gotten better and worse um if you use an insect glaive you have a kinsect used to be you had a default kinsect that came with your glaive um and every glaive had its own kinsect and then in generations ultimate you could swap the kinsect with the glaive so um Maybe generations too. I don't. I don't remember where that started. But you gained the ability to to, to, to separate the kinsect from the glaive. But you would um, battle, and the kinsect would level up um, by giving it these nectars that you would collect from like bushes and stuff in your area. There were like water ones for water element, fire, dragon, you know that kind of stuff. And once you got your kinsect skills up in a certain way the kinsect could kind of evolve into its next form. So you could get, like, you could focus on speed and, like, water element and get, like, a water-type fast one. Or you could get, like, a really powerful one that dealt a lot of damage but didn't move very quickly, that kind of thing. Um, All that customization seems, if I'm not mistaken, to have been taken away. Now you just buy a kinsect. And um, they're all at level one, which is making me hope that there's some kind of customization. But they all seem to have like a default color now like there there are blue ones and red ones and green ones and stuff so i'm not i don't think the elemental thing is back um so that's kind of a disappointment now you just kind of buy a kinsect um you unlock more as you level up and you just kind of use like whichever kinsect you like best i'm using one right now that um and and this is the part that i think is kind of cool that when i attack if i have a red essence it attacks with me i see it flying around and and stabbing the monster like as i'm as i'm fighting it also absorbs two elements at once, which makes gathering all three a lot simpler and easier. Um, so so that's all new. Like, I like that. I think that's really cool. The Kinsects seem to do more in battle, but there's not that whole, like, kind of nurturing, leveling up kind of aspect to the Kinsects that I thought was really cool back in the older games. Like, it used right. to really be like having, like, a pet simulator, you know? Mm-hmm. And and I, I kind of see that with the with the uh, the buddies, too, the, the Palico yeah. and the Palamute. It's less about kind of like customizing your own and more about just unlocking things and then choosing what you want. Right. So, and let's talk about the Palamute for a minute. Mm, Oh man, I am pleasantly surprised by that. I think my favorite thing. Fun. Yeah. So he can run up walls. He's got infinite stamina, but I think my favorite thing is, okay, so your monster's fleeing. Mm -hmm. You whistle for your Palamute. He come and you start running towards the monster. He, you jump on your Palamute, and while you're in pursuit of the monster, you can be healing up and mm-hmm. sharpening. The second the monster yeah. stops, you hop off and do this really cool aerial yeah. thing. And I've learned yeah. as a dual blade wielder, you jump off, you hit your trigger to activate demon mode, and you slam down on the monster, and you've got half your bar huh. filled up just by jumping off your Palamute. And then you can hopefully get it filled up and start using your demon flurry attacks. So I've also got a technique that I've I've developed through the Palamute. Um, I like to ride my Palamute, and obviously when I'm chasing, I'll I'll be throwing throwing knives at, at like the monster you know that I'm chasing to try to do more damage. Right. 
Um, when I'm in a tricky situation, when the monster is really like buffed up and they're going to be dealing a lot of damage, or if I just you know want to want to switch things up and, and have a little bit more freedom, I like to hop on my pal mute in the middle of battle, circle the monster, and keep my my aiming trigger on him with like the right stick, and just keep tossing throwing knives at him for a while, and just kind of circle him and chuck knives at him. Hmm. It is so much fun, dude! It's so much fun. I know it's probably not like optimal for damage dealing no. but it's just it's a blast but when it's you're so in a pinch or like you've got an enraged monster or something like that it can be good to kind um, of avoid it for a minute i actually use that technique um with and i know we haven't done this one together yet so i'll avoid getting into too much detail but i use that technique a lot when i was fighting magnumala okay um who who uh, i i won't i won't get into to where you encounter him in the hub just in case people are listening and don't want to display it but um, one of the things he does is he kind of ramps up, like most monsters, as he's fighting. And he gets, like, explosively powerful at certain points where he's just, he's, he's backing off and then all of a sudden he's charging you and blowing up the environment and stuff. Um, so I used that a lot when I saw him getting into, like, his enraged mode just to kind of keep my distance and still deal some damage. So, yeah, yeah I, actually I, pretty cool. I love the Palamute. I, I think they're adorable. I love yep. customizing the way they look, you know, getting them their, their armor and weapons and stuff. Um, I'm a I'm a big fan. I really like the Paladine. It feels like I'm, like, riding a horse into battle. You know? Yeah, that is what it feels like. You forget that it's a dog because it operates like a horse. It feels mm-hmm. very much like it did the first time you got to ride horseback in, for me, it would have been uh, Twilight Princess, but for you, it would have been well, Ocarina Twilight- of Time. Twilight Princess, though, really kind of, like, revolutionized the horseback riding because it allowed you to, like, fight on your horse and stuff. And that didn't really really become better until probably Breath of the Wild. Right. Because Skyward Sword didn't even really do, like, horseback riding. But, but yeah, no, like, it, it just feels so... It reminds me of playing Fire Emblem, and all of a sudden, like, the, the character on the horse comes out. It's just like a mm-hmm. game changer, you know? Yeah. Um, so, Speaking of skills and speaking of attacks, um, I don't I don't know how much you've experienced or played around with this, but switch skills I think is what they're called. Um, those those new skills that you have, yes. where you can you can switch out one move for another. I have those were this. a pleasant surprise. Yeah, um, so I'm using Demon Flurry two and Demon mm-hmm. Flight one. So Demon mm-hmm. Flurry two does it. It basically gives me abil- the ability to go in and out of Demon mode. Um, and when I'm in it, it makes my demon flight move more powerful. And demon flight is kind of cool because as a dual blade wielder, you have a hard time hitting monsters that are high up or in the air. If you've got Mm -hmm. demon flight available, you actually jump up to the monster, hit it a couple times and jump down. So I guess for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, um, once you hit HR two in online, You'll talk to your mentor dude, who's like the tutorial guy, and he'll start giving you new attacks that you can unlock. Um, they're they're kind of reminiscent of, in, in a way, they're kind of reminiscent of the skills that you could get in Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, which I'm really thankful for because I miss those. You used to have meters that would fill up, and when they did, you could use a special attack, right? So like, uh, I had Sakura Slash, and then there was... Um, a, a great sword one where you charged up your great sword and then you unleashed it and it's like a volcano of, of power yeah, coming out one, of the ground kind of the one that i always used was yeah. called great ma or wolf's ma or something like that mm-hmm. yep yeah 
Yeah, it would, it would make you more powerful, basically. Mm-hmm. Every attack you did, I think, was two attacks. Yeah. So you would deal, like, two attacks And then I would combine that with the demon mode and just deal all kinds yep. of really fast damage. So I don't know which moves have come back, but my old Sakura Slash move on my, my longsword is one of those skills that I can swap out for. So when I use my Kinsect um, and I hit the, I think it's X, um, whichever button is at the top of my switch, I feel like I should know this by now. It is um, X. It, well, then when I hit X, I do that same move from um, Generations Ultimate. I spin around twice, I cut the monster, and then afterwards I sheath my sword and the monster gets hit like five or six times. It's just so nice to see that come back. And and not every weapon, not every skill is tied to like a Kinsect ability. Like um, on the Charge Blade, it's that charge up attack that you do when you're when you're charging your stuff that changes. Um, on on the Kinsect Glaive, I haven't even or the Insect Glaive, I haven't even figured out how to activate it yet. You have to do a particular move, and then when you press the A button, it changes what happens there. So it really is kind of building out your own custom mm-hmm. play style, which is just so fun. Like I really really like that. Yeah, I'm really enjoying this game so far. Um, yeah. I really don't think aside from the palico prowler stuff i really don't think i have any complaints um i have one (laughs) okay well let's talk about your complaint yeah this uh this irks me a little bit this is a thing that i don't like and it's a simple thing and it's not a huge deal um but this is the first monster hunter game i've played that doesn't have unique songs for every large monster that you're hunting um you used to have like a specific song when you were hunting a Rathalos, when you were hunting a Lagiacris, when you were hunting a Raytheon, when you were hunting a, a everything, a Jaggy. Um, now you have a song for each area that you're hunting in. Okay. So when you're hunting in the Shrine Ruins, you hear that that da 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 da, you know that that mm-hmm. song. Um, the desert has kind of a deserty theme. The 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 volcano has kind of a volcanoy theme. Um, and and specific monsters like Magnamalo have their own unique theme. But I, I, I miss having those those themes. Like it was, it was, it was so familiar. And then you'd go online and you'd download like a, a, a kick butt metal remix. Of, I can of, still you know, hear the, the Astalos one because we hunted one or two of oh, those yeah. the other day. Yeah, and I think the Zutsune has its own theme. It does. I seem to remember that from the demo. But yeah, it's like like Raytheon doesn't even. Raytheon was like the OG flagship monster, you know. Mm-hmm. So. I, th- that's that's kind of a bummer it's it's very minor you know it's not a big deal and usually when we play we've got our headphones in anyway and i've just got my uh my music kind of on right. in the background so it's not like it's not like it's gonna like you know bring if i were reviewing this game it wouldn't bring down my score right but it's one of those just minor things where it's like i wish that they you know wish that they had more music because the music in this game is always so good you know so one of the things that we found ourselves talking about as we've been doing the hunts um yeah. the I just lost the, the, the bugs, the wire bugs. Um, yeah. When you're using those, I felt it felt very like Assassin's Creed. And I mm-hmm. thought I could almost see myself getting into Assassin's Creed. Um, yeah. But the exploration in this game is just so much fun. Oh, like I was on man. a quest where I had to retrieve six ingredients. It's one of the low rank village quests. And... I really wanted to get to the top of this uh, ruins just to see what was up there. So yeah. I found myself, it's the last ingredient is right at my feet, 
But I, and you know, I'm on a 50 minute mission. I'm like 30 minutes in at this point, just cause I had been exploring the world, but I found mm-hmm. myself going around and trying to find a way to get up to the top of these ruins just to see what was up there. And there yeah, are actually no. rewards for doing that. Um, do you remember what they're called? Oh, the, uh, the, the, I forget exactly. They're, they're the messages. The yeah. Messages. There's 10 yeah, messages there's 10 in, in each, each area. area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, so there's... I suspect that there may be a reward in the uh, in the buddy area for unlocking it, because they have a shrine that's sealed. That shrine, yeah, yeah, you're right. Maybe. But I don't know. That's just you know, again, where the but game hasn't the, even been out fun, for forty eight you know? hours. That's the fun is is discovering this mm-hmm. stuff. No, it's almost got a banjo kazooie yeah. like collectathon aspect. Oh, I love doing the expedition I meant to missions tell you, just Lucas, to go out and explore things. There yeah. are cracked walls that you can bomb that I had uh, accidentally come across in one of the levels. Oh uh, well, I found a couple of those. So, okay, we're gonna have to look yeah, into that. So there, I'll bring you to the shrine, dude. Yeah, there are things that are hidden behind those cracked walls. So now I'm actually. How did gonna, you break them? Uh, barrel bombs. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna have to go exploring. Yep. See, I love that. Like, I actually, so, so, so this is kind of a good transition because I wanted to talk about rampage mode a little bit. Okay. Too. There are there are modes that you can do in this game when you get tired of just doing hunt after hunt after hunt. I never thought that I would want to explore the environment of a monster hunter game. Yeah. But um, but but when I get tired of hunting. I find myself just wanting to go out and, and look around like the world and see what I can, you know, find the secret areas that, that have the, the hidden messages Um, the camera, the built in camera. Oh, in this man. Game is so much fun. So it, I was I've, telling you, it's like playing Pokemon Snap. Yeah, <laughs> I've never enjoyed a picture mode in any game. Mm hmm. But I wanted to take a really good picture for my guild card. Yep. And yeah. I, I'll be damned if I didn't spend 40 minutes in the damn camera yep. mode just playing around with that just to get a good picture so yeah you can do you can take uh first person photos you can do like selfies where mm-hmm. you can like pose and stuff you can have your dogs in the in the pictures you also you can take photos of every monster and an indigenous life form and replace the the drawn image of them in your notebook with your own photographs so i told you i've made it my mission now as like a side thing to go out and photograph every creature in the game and get mm-hmm. a good photo of them for my for my book basically. You can even hang the photographs in your house so you can take photos and then oh, um, there yeah. are like three can, blank picture frames. You can frames. customize your house. Mm-hmm. So so after I um I wish I could bring oh maybe I can bring you well probably not because yes I, I don't if know. Who knows? if you're the hub leader I can go to your house. Oh, that's so much fun! Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. Um, but uh, but no, like so so I I finished the Magnamalo hunt and I had just unlocked the volcano area and um, I, I I wandered around a little bit. I I, I put on my my Ludroth coat because it looked protective and I wanted to I wanted to look fancy. And I went out to like the base of the volcano and I took a photo. Then I made it into like the interior of the volcano and I took a photo. Then I got back to my house and I hung the photos up on my wall. Like, oh, like cool. I just, I, I, I love that kind of stuff, dude. So, um, that's a blast. Exploring is just so much fun. Mm-hmm. This is where, this is where we're going to butt heads a little bit because we have experienced rampage mode, mm-hmm. um, which is one of the new features in the game. 
kind of like Monster Hunter meets Tower Defense, right? You um you have these these blank spots on the map. You're in kind of an enclosed area, and at the at the back of the map is a giant metal wall. Um, you have to keep the wall from getting totally destroyed. Monsters will funnel in. There are three types. There are flying monsters. There are red ones that will attack the, the gunners, you guys. And there are blue ones that will try to destroy the environment. And your job is to set up defensive people, like auto people, like villagers, to, to defend the thing. Set up your own turrets so you can attack the monster. And then with a combination of that and just like good old Monster Hunter sword fighting and stuff, like take down all the threats and then keep the village safe. Yep. Um, we did it together and it was hard for us we didn't know what we were doing we mm-hmm. went into it completely blind um we had a really hard time we we did it our second time but it was still by the skin of our teeth right um since then mm-hmm. i've done a few of them in single player in the uh in the village quest i've done I one really really i really really like it i like it a lot it's um it's like i i love like strategy stuff and and it's simple strategy you only have like so many options but just like positioning all the villagers, setting yourself up, battling, you know, trying to keep the monsters from destroying your home. Then you get done with it all and you're like riding around on your palamute and all the villagers are standing there. It's just, it's, I, I really like it. It feels really fun for me. I'm not a fan. Now you go. <laughs> I'm not a fan. Even in Generations Ultimate, they had a mini game hunt that I was just not a fan of. We did several. It was like Lao Shan Un or something like that. Yeah. And we did a few of those because I wanted the weapon because it's an insanely powerful weapon. But I don't know. I just prefer the more traditional hunts. I really wish you could have experienced Jen Moran back and forth. Mm -hmm. That was a hunt. You get on a boat. You're in the middle of a sand desert. You get on a boat. It might have even been Try, but I think it was I think it was in Try and I think it was also in um four if i remember right slightly different morans but but same concept you get in the boat you're firing cannonballs at this giant whale that's that's coming up out of the sand you're 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 throwing dragonators at him and then stabbing him and everything then you climb on his body and you slash him from up top then you've got this like baby bowser super mario world 2 style thing where he's like on the other side of the map and you've got your boat and you've got to, like, fire cannonballs at him, get up close, slash him, slash him, slash him, and hope he doesn't get to you in time kind of thing. Hmm. It was an interesting hunt. It was, a, it was a lot of fun. It was probably my favorite of, like, the minigame hunts. But, yeah. no, I'm a fan of this one. I, I, when I get, like, fatigue from playing just regular hunts, it, it's fun to go in and do one of these and just kind of, like, switch things up, you know? That's, well, and that's it, it does seem like you can power up your weapons with skills that are particularly beneficial for those hunts. And yeah. there are some exclusive drops for those hunts, which I assume mm-hmm. will give you better weapons to make those a little bit easier. Um, so maybe as it goes on, it'll get better. Maybe it's just because I'm not comfortable with them right now. Maybe. So we'll see. I mean, it's not... It's not a deal breaker, though, either, you know. Well, and I've already told you off the show that I'm more than willing to be the guy that sets up, like, all the positioning if you just want to grab a turret and go to town, you know? Yeah, the, prob- like, the I, problem is going to be the offline ones where you can't help me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That I have to just power yeah, get through. It, but I, I, I find the offline ones pretty easy so far. So yeah, the first one wasn't too bad at all. I had a uh, Raytheon that was kind of annoying in that one but aside from that Mm -hmm. it wasn't too bad yeah 
So, and I think, can you think of anything else we had wanted to touch on? I think that's kind of everything I I wanted to discuss, honestly. I'm I'm excited to keep playing. I'm excited to experience it. Like, we haven't even hit high rank yet, you know? No. Um, So, I'm I'm, I'm hyped to see how that goes. We're also getting a title update in April, which is going to add, Mm -hmm. it's for sure going to add Camellios. Camellios. But they've also said other monsters are coming. And then they've said there's a version 3.0 coming sometime this year, which is also going to add additional monsters. So it seems like, you know, I mean, let's see, uh, World came out in what, 2017, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've got three years of Monster Hunter Rise, maybe. Oh, yeah, probably, probably. I mean, even the the traditional Monster Hunter games had like two years worth of additional content, Mm -hmm. so... I'm I'm expecting stuff. I'm expecting all kinds of stuff. Tons of bonus levels. Amazing if we could get some like Iceborne level stuff. Now, obviously, this game is hitting a much smaller audience because it's only on Switch. So, you know, I, don't I, know. I question if we it get was, that level of dedication. It was selling out, and people in Japan. I can't remember if it was you or somebody else was telling me that a lot of people in Japan got the day off for Monster Hunter Day. Mm-hmm. That doesn't yeah. happen much. Yeah, that's true. Well, I'm hopeful because I love this game. Um, I, I would try. We we kind of talked a little bit uh, today. You you've been kind of talking to me about how you want to try Monster Hunter World now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you've said like if it ever goes on sale, you'll probably give it a go. Um, I, I just I don't want to play a Monster Hunter that's not on my Switch. Right. You know, like I I'd have to I'd have to play it on PC. I don't have the systems for it. Otherwise. Um, and I just, I don't know if I want to play Monster Hunter on my computer, you know? It just doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like something I want to, I want to experience. And now I have Rise, I don't feel like I really need World, you know? It's like, I, I was never that interested in it anyway. Um, and we kind of talked about this a little bit off the show, we don't have to go too into right. this. But, you know, we both, we both had some, some pretty harsh negativity that we've both kind of doubled back on since World right. came out. We've kind of accepted it for what it is, I think. But, um... I just I'm I'm very satisfied with Rise and I hope that Rise goes on for a really long time because I love this series and I'm so happy that it's back on like my system of choice. Yeah. And I just I just want to play it like all the freaking time, you know. So Yeah, if we'd quit recording, we could go back to playing it. That's a good point. <laughs> so, um all right. With that, thank you guys so much for listening. We're going to get out of here so we can go back yeah, to playing Monster Hunter. I want to get back to my game. I still have another day off, and I have got time I need to put into this. Lucky. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys have a good night, day, whatever time you listen to this. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys, as always, on Thursday for another live episode of Infendo. But see you then. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>